Hey, hey, welcome to the Jim, Joe, and Glenn show, where we talk about things. It's been a few weeks since we've uh, had a show, folks, so we appreciate you guys listening in tonight. We've got a great show for you tonight. We got no snakes on the table, but we do got uh, some scorpions. Anyways, well, as always, let me welcome my uh, co-hosts in there, Jim and Glenn. Welcome in, guys. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining all right, well, uh, so we were talking about a few things, but I'm going to let uh, Glenn take us away tonight. Oh. Uh, yeah, big news week. We got Newsome sticking around. That was such a big media blitz for a while there. Big story. We're taking out Newsome, the guy that locked down California for so long. Um, what happened? Why didn't, he, why didn't they recall? It seemed like, you know, if you're paying attention to the media, there's a lot of people that wanted him recalled. He didn't get recalled. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, too, to be honest with you. But yeah. they also said there was a good chance that he could hold on to it. So you just never know. You know what I mean? And, you know, let's face it. You know, Joseph Stalin once said that uh, the the people that vote decide nothing. Those that count the votes decide everything. Let me so. ask you this. Ignoring the fact of whether or not this could have been a rigged <laughs> election again. Because we'll never get to the bottom of that one. Right. Um if, if this was meant to be a commentary on some of the policies that he enacted during his tenure, you know, i.e. pandemic, lockdown, whatever, mm-hmm. is it, would, would you then come to the conclusion that the fact that he wasn't recalled meant that at least people voting in that state felt like he did the right thing? Again, I don't believe in the lockdowns personally, but I'm just asking the question because that's logically what you'd. You know, I think you just got a lot of deep blue voters there, and that's just how they vote. They vote Democrat, and so, you know, they're willing to, you know, live and die. Is there a possibility, though, like a third sort of alternative that, you know, maybe people understood that maybe he, he didn't make the, the best decision or things could have been done different, hindsight 2020, whatever. But going forward, maybe he's still a better candidate than other people. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe that's what they think. You know? The ones that voted that way, anyways. I'm not really deep into California politics, but. No, I mean, mean, it it was, it wasn't a massive margin, but it was enough. It was like 6%. Yeah. But it's important. You know, I mean, California is one of the biggest economies in the whole country. I think it might be the biggest state. Yeah. I looked that up. I mean, can we look that up? What state has the biggest economy in the in the country? It's definitely going to be California. I mean, I think someone told me a while back that California has a, an economy like three times the size of Russia or something like that. And people talk about Russia like this huge global power. And maybe they are to an extent because of military force. I think it was the fires, you know, forest mismanagement, rampant crime, homelessness, uh, you know, weak DAs that aren't, you know, really uh, prosecuting offenders and want to give, like, murderers, you know, and people that kill cops, low-level, you know, like, lesser sentences and stuff, you know, when normally those people would be, you know, on death row or something. And I don't know, you know, it's just, it's that California's just kind of gotten really bad, especially Los Angeles, you know, where I grew up. Where I grew up it's become a crap hole, man. <clears throat> you know, you know that little app you can area vibe? It's called Area Vibes, and it kind of gives a breakdown of, different shout out to area vibes and uh anyways it, it gives you a breakdown of like any city in any town if it's in the system you know and like there's even like some reviews on it and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it breaks it down like for real estate crime schools you know housing yeah you know Do you think part of that's that maybe a symptom of um uh the, the drift of wealth the divergence <clears throat> of wealth upward and the fact mm-hmm. that there's so many people there because obviously there's a lot of prominent folks there very successful people that live in California that haven't decided to leave. Yeah. The point I was trying to make is that, you know, the neighborhood that I grew up in was really nice. I mean, you could go around at night and, you know, as a kid and, you know, it was like really nice. And, you know, when I looked it up, it was like, don't, you know, not real safe to walk around at night. And, you know, yeah. And I guess like, what I'm saying is the deterioration like, of the, the quality <laughs> of the community that you grew up in compared to then as it is now mm-hmm. could also be ascribed to, the movement of wealth you know you get more and more poor people what what, what do you think is going to happen less yeah. crime yeah no. it's <laughs> true that makes you sense. get on the streets and you can the only way you can make a buck is by selling drugs i mean what are you going to do yeah you got some extreme wealth and you know and then you got some extreme poverty there too 
Yeah, so. But there's a lot of opportunity, you know, when the economy's good there. There's plenty of, you know, pre-pandemic stuff was really good there. And, you, you know, there's tons of jobs and at all different types of salaries or whatever and, you know, wages. And, I mean, you know, it's it's just expensive, you know. Rent, it just keeps getting more and more expensive. Well, I mean, you uh, keep talking shit about California. They're going to want to keep moving up here, Joe. We've got to put it in a different light. It's California's just great. Stay. It sucks because I grew <laughs> it's up. so much better than Oregon. I grew up there, and so, you know, it's just kind of, it sucks to see it and, you know. Well. Be that crappy. And I mean, it was always, it wasn't ever like Dino Supreme, but, you know, there was definitely some really nice middle class areas <laughs> that were nice and, you know, safe and stuff like that. You know, Hispanic, mm-hmm. black, and white, you know, areas like that. So, you know, and Asian and you know was and now it's let me just, ask you, you know, this have any communities gotten safer in that same time frame if you look out nationally i don't know or is this an ongoing trend that's maybe everywhere well california i'm just pull out a stat right here in 2020 california homicide rates jumped 31 percent it's a crazy number people getting mm-hmm. stir crazy people getting killed yeah and did they end cash bail too that was another one where you know people were getting out and committing multiple crimes nationwide violent crimes dropped three percent this is so they went on a killing spree in california (laughs) 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 while everyone else was chilling out yeah (laughs) so yeah the policies are definitely having something to do with you know obviously the rising crime and like you're saying, obviously the inequality and stuff, and mm. you know that's that's huge. You know because if you're you got money, my, my best friend still lives there, and he's got a house in Malibu. You go up this big windy road up this, you know, overlooking the ocean, and you know with an elevator in it. And it can't be that bad. I mean, <laughs> the weather. Then you're alone. then you're good when you're you know you're living like that in a bubble. But yeah, but sure, but it, like even if you're poor and you're getting by, it's like you got really nice weather and you know mm-hmm. beaches and babes everywhere. And I haven't even spent that much time there, but but I've seen it on the TV. <laughs> I've seen it on the TV. Californian poverty rate twenty one percent. That's pretty crazy. What is it in Oregon? I don't know, but the state with the with the largest GDP, you know, it's interesting that crime and, and poverty levels are there. Yeah. Um, a lot of policies. It is the largest GDP. Yeah, okay. by far. It's it's. Um, it's huge. Yeah, it's double yeah. the size of Texas almost. Yeah. Uh, it's like Texas and New York combined. So, India has a like a one point nine billion dollar economy. And Californians a, a trillion. Let me find that statistic again. Well, I mean, you go to Europe and you look at like the, just the geographic size of some of those countries, let alone population and GDP. California, you know, within a Europe European construct geographically, could be like multiple countries. You know, so I paying attention to the politics of California might be more important than than people realize, but. They, yeah, they they like their guy Newsom. He slicks his hair back. <laughs> he eats out during pandemics. Yep, with no mask on. Yep, with lobbyists and shit. With whatever. the same people that helped him create the the whole lockdown plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty. You know, the Pelosi one at the hair salon. That one was kind of like. I mean, I know it's one of those things where it's like it's a free rider problem where it's like we know what everyone should be doing. But, you know, I'm me, so I'm going to do it differently because I'm me. You know, that's what I think you see with a lot of that shit where, you know, they're having parties or stuff during lockdowns. Like what was Obama's birthday party? Everyone was bitching about (laughs) Yeah, Pelosi getting her hair cut, Newsom dining out. What was this Met Gala? I don't really stay up with the Met Gala. Yeah. yeah. No one was wearing masks. Bro, Um, did you see those outfits? Yeah, AOC with Tax the Rich uh, on her dress. Yeah. And it's a $30,000 to get into it. I saw her getting flamed on Instagram. Someone had a picture of that dress. It's like, yeah, Tax the Rich while I hobnob with the rich. Alexandria Oscar Cortez. (laughs) Um, 
And then they put up a picture of that dress and then like a picture of a Chick-fil-A bag. Because <laughs> it's in the same font. Kind of I thing. just thought it, I was blown away because I don't pay attention to shit like that. But all of a sudden on my Instagram, I start seeing pictures of what the people were wearing. It was pretty, pretty neat. But somebody also, sold, stole it from some street artist in Los Angeles. Whoever somebody got that design, because I read another article that that street artist was like, "That's you know, I saw a picture of her work and and it was the same writing, hmm. same style and everything." So they're also fucking copyright infringers. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't even come up with their own original stuff. Yeah. Well, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? But Lil Nas X walked out. First, he had a purple suit dress on. I don't even know how to explain it. If you haven't seen that one, look up the, the different outfits that he wore. And then, it, and then he went into like a uh, full like King's Regal or something like that. Like a, uh, what do you call it? Not a cape. Uh, what's the thing that kings wear? A crown? No, like the... I can't thing, it was like a big cloak or whatever. Yeah, yeah something, something like that. Like that. And he had like a robot outfit on underneath, like some metal sort of gold plate. Jeez. Billie Eilish had this uh, <coughs> pretty cool dress that was, I don't know, like the size of a house. It was... <laughs> but that's interesting. It, it, to look at like what, you know, like we talk about the affluent and the haves and the have-nots, and you look at like what they put their energies into. It's kind of neat to be able to look at that just as a spectacle of like, okay, an ordinary person, you're never really going to be in a position nor have the means to like take anything, whether it be some sort of aesthetic practice or, or anything for that matter else, and elevate it to a certain level. So it is kind of nice and refreshing to see that done in, in a, I felt like a pretty tactful way, but yeah. 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 To each their own. Yeah. You know, so we talked about Newsome. He's in the we brought up the Met Gala. Um, what what else we got? Current events. Oh gosh, uh, so Afghanistan, huh? Everything's all good with that. There's still a little backlash coming from that, you know, just wasn't a real smooth withdrawal. Hey, are you going to edit out the dead space? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just look for the way the squiggly lines stop. But yeah, Glenn, you know, uh, are you happy with the with the way that uh, the withdrawal went down? Do you think it could have been done better or smoother? Or? I th Okay, there's a, a few ways to look at this. If someone breaks into your house... And they vandalize a, a few objects, whether it be furniture or, or fixtures, like windows and stuff, cabinets and such, as they're ransacking the place, let's say. And then when they leave, you look at it and you go, oh, well, they ransacked our house. But I can't believe they broke the window. It seems kind of silly. And I kind of look at it from that respect where it's like, does anyone really think we should have been there for as long as we originally intended on going in the first place? And now we're bitching about the way that we got out on top of that. I think it's besides the point. Because just like in the example of someone breaking into your house, you're not going to get all, you know, your panties in a twist over fucking the way that they did it. You're going to be like, no, I mean, they broke into my house. Why were we having that war to begin with? That's the thing to go back to. No, like, let's ignore yeah. the way that we pulled out. And I know there's ramifications. It's, that's also important because it is. Yeah, when you bring peace and stability to an area, I just feel it's our responsibility to, to preserve that. Well, so, like, freedom isn't something that you can necessarily force people into. And I feel like that's kind of what that policy does. It's an edict that we're going to come and occupy for your sake. But at the same time, that's not really freedom. Freedom is when you get it yourself. Yeah. I'm not I'm not putting this on Biden or, or anyone else. It's like we, we fucked it up as a country. Like we should have had a plan in place this whole time. So Maybe that, that was the plan. To just balance and leave a vacuum. I mean, I, I know, know that I mean? sounds like circular reasoning, but maybe they meant to do it that way. Yeah. 
Maybe they meant to do that. Maybe they wanted to test the Taliban, see if they'd hold up to their end of the agreement. Um, has the Taliban killed any Americans yet? 13 Americans were killed. And it was 100% the Taliban. It wasn't ISIS. It wasn't some outlying like cell that no one's ever heard of. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they were. Were they saying it was ISIS K that did it or something? I heard. I heard someone say something about ISIS. I really don't know. I mean, yeah, it just sucks that they died. You know what I mean? And it just seemed kind of like a mess. Just like they really didn't have a plan. And you know. I don't know. It could have just been done a little better. I'm sure that we didn't lose people, and you know, that's the decision to pull out of there. I get it. You know, it's stupid. Been there over there way too long. But like Jim was saying, there were a, a good amount of people that lived in that city that were used to a certain type of living and having a little bit of more equality, and you know, that all changed. Here, here's how I see it. You got 20 years of <laughs> occupation, more or less. And as soon as you pull out, the whole thing crumbles, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if in that 20 years you hadn't managed to create something that was self-sustaining of its own liberty. I'm with then, you on then, that. Yeah. Then by all means, just rip the Band-Aid off. Cut bait. Yeah, because yeah, obviously go. it wasn't working. Right. And that was 20 years of failure. It wasn't like a week's worth of failure in the, in the way that we managed to pull out. Just wasting tons and tons better. of money, too, you know. So I get it. We, you know, our government pisses away a lot of money and where they could be helping a lot. And they yeah. always, you know, are like, oh, we're going to help. We're going to help. We're going to help. And they'll throw some money at you once in a while. And that's just how it is. And then, you know. So you know. 2,400 American service members were killed in the Afghanistan war. The Afghan national military lost 66,000. Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking, a lot of people. What are we dying. using them for? Fucking human shields? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Afghan God. civilians, forty-seven thousand died during that time. God, the man. Taliban. Uh, the Taliban only lost fifty-one thousand. Only Taliban and opposition fighters died. Seventy-two journalists. Seventy-two journalists. Wow. See that to me is like killing journalists and shit. You just don't do that. <laughs> it's no, serious. You don't like, kill anyone. <laughs> well, know? I know, but in war, I mean, there's two sides. You don't need to have war. I mean, I understand that. For can't. sure. Yeah, you don't war, kill war the fucking messenger, man. <laughs> you just like journalists, really? Like, but because that that is almost like more. Plenty <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> that's more tyrannical, in my opinion. That's yeah, really rough. It's like yeah. the people that are actually there to. Guys like us sit around and we're like, well, was it ISIS? Was it Taliban that killed these 13 guys at the airport or wherever right, it was? Right, right. You know, like we wouldn't have any idea unless it was for the fact of journalists. There you go. Mm-hmm. Not saying their life is like worth more than a service member because it's not. But that's just someone that's not like going around trying to actively like kill the enemy. Yeah. Unless they think that somehow they're going to leak some information that makes them vulnerable. I don't know. But I think a lot of the time that some of those countries go after journalists, it's for... Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's more if about anything, it's in, indicative of if, if this is how the future is that, you know, maybe our national affairs are, are less, which I think they should be. I mean, we've had this conversation about uh, if are we a world police or not? And, you know, we have shit at home we got to take care of. You know, I understand there's bad yeah. stuff going on out there, but I mean, it's a money making machine, you know, Yeah. You, go, you hit the button to go to war, and all of a sudden, like, all of those accounts at Halliburton, Lockheed Martin, all that shit just goes skyrocket. Mm-hmm. It makes people millionaires many times over, mm-hmm. the right people. Mm-hmm. Now, to what extent they have a, their own ability to affect our policy is the, really the thing we got to really look at. Is mm-hmm. it Eisenhower that warned us about the military-industrial complex? But even FDR and... Ron Paul, I mean, there's been a lot of isolationists over the years that were trying to say, like, no, we just got to mind our own shit, you know? I think Trump Trump was kind of like that, you know? Uh, so I give him credit. More of an isolationist than, you know, a world police guy. Mm-hmm. Has he declared that he's running again? Do we know? Uh, I don't know if he said for he's sure he is. Ru- he can't yeah. not run. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know he will. Who knows? You know... We and got I hope the, we he got does. the mid, we got the midterms coming he, up in 2022. Here's the thing. I hope Trump runs <clears> again. <throat> He's got an animated, invigorated base. I don't think that's gone away. 
whether he wins or not. But the thing that he's going to have to ask himself is how is it going to look when the whole time, two elections now, you've been talking about how it's always rigged against you. It's always rigged against you. And then you go into it doing the same exact thing for a third time in a row. Well, why are you running then? I mean, do something different. That's the definition of insanity, right? Yeah. Yep. When he won the first time, but ahead of time, he was like, well, if I lose, it's because they cheated. <laughs> it's because they cheated. And you know he's going <laughs> to gonna do that again. And the last time that he did that, we had a fucking insurrection. Now, I know it could have been worse, but i just like to see. I would, Because I like Trump. I do. I kind of like everybody. There's things I like about Biden. You know, there aren't a lot of politicians who are like, oh, that guy's just blah, blah, blah. You know? Now... He could be a better leader, and I think if he came with a refreshed tone about, you know, let's come together, let's love each other, let's stop with the fucking vitriol and the polarizing name-calling. So maybe it's an opportunity for him to step up a little bit. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. I could just say what I'd like to see. He could be a better person for sure. I mean, we all could, you know. Yep. I mean, Absolutely. Or is it more imperative than the person that's running for, you know, ruling over the most powerful force in the entire planet man have you seen uh there was a really woke uh army recruiting commercial you know that and they were showing like the difference between like uh the russian commercial and then our commercial for recruiting that wasn't an actual russian commercial that was um i think it was german it was some sort of like european like random shit that someone just threw together online that at least i heard that I guess I don't really know. I didn't look at that. What was it? Explain it to me. It was just like a commercial for recruiting in the army, you know, in Russia. And it's just like shows dudes and they're like working out, you know, and like getting ready and putting on flak jackets. And so there's, you know what I mean? There's this American, I don't know, was it army? Some military recruitment commercial Mm -hmm. that's, I think it's like split in between like cartoon. Yeah. And then it's like animated. And it's following the story of this, I think a true story. Uh, of this girl that had two moms and I can't remember exactly the details but something about you know she never thought that you know she thought never thought of herself as a, uh, in that capacity and then it occurred to her one day and she went for it and she just lo- loved being in the military like it's a cool she's story. like she's like I was fighting for equality with them you know like being an activist but and people she's like think so she's, I feel like I you know I yeah, was already yeah, right. ready to fight yeah, but people you know think I mean? she, it's so kind of like, like <laughs> the military is like virtue signaling and then they're contrasting it with this. Maybe it's Russian, or maybe it's just pretending to be like a Russian sort of, you know, same sort of recruitment deal. And it's all these like muscular, like white, shaved head guys lying, <laughs> lying in a, yeah. And it's like you know I mean? it's a dimly lit barracks, and all of a sudden they're all, they're all sleeping, and the one in the front by the camera just like sits up all of a sudden. And what is he gonna do with the rest of his day? Push ups, push ups, guns and planes. It's like it's, it's all macho and you know and the super American masculine. One is a lady raised by two women and yeah. an activist. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it really. I don't even care. Man. So I mean, it's just kind of scary. I mean, it's is just it like, though? I mean, it's fucking gets TV. I know, but I, I know. Does it really it's matter? Just, That's what. Does it really matter though? Like, does it really change anything? Well, what it does tell you about is the demographic of, of Americans, because they wouldn't put a commercial yeah. out there unless it targeted, you know. Supposedly they're trying to target, you know, like Gen Z people, you yeah. know what I mean, younger generation. And so I guess some yeah, of them, that's how their story jobs, is. The, the military is not all fucking tip of the spear, hoorah, Marines going in. Right. There's a lot of that. I respect that. But there's other jobs. I mean, there's tech, there's intel, there's clerical stuff, you know, there's logistics. There's medical, there's military police. There's all kinds of jobs. It's like they don't really focus on, and everyone gets this idea. It's like it's all just fucking, you know, you're going out in the desert and shooting at stuff. Yeah, but still, you got to pass some basic, like, physical tests. You, you know? do, but um, it, depending on what, what what branch you're serving in, I, I don't think it's necessarily all they that. They must hard. be pretty lenient, too, right? Because I can't imagine that many. I always thought asthma was a disqualification, and it kind of is, depending on how you present it. But you can actually, from people that I've spoken to, you can actually have inhalers once you're already in. What about flat feet? Also not a disqualification. I think it used to be. 
Isn't that why Trump didn't? Uh, a long time ago, that are you I think that was Trump's like, a draft dodger. Trump, yeah, he didn't. Trump, <laughs> no one ever brings that up. Feet, yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, flat, I got flat feet. feet. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought he was going to school or something. I thought I don't think it was. Yeah, a it was flat I thought feet. that wasn't since like World War One or something. It, yeah, yeah, it I mean, hasn't been like, a long time. I don't remember yeah. Or Civil War or something like that. You got flat feet, son. You can't go. Biden never served in the military either, did he? No. Tr- Trump avoided the draft five times. I think, you know, what would be cool is if we had the next president. When was the last president we had that had a military background? George Bush. Um, George Bush? George? No. Yeah, senior. Yeah. Not junior. Junior, I think, was in. I think junior got kicked out. I'm pretty sure. Know. Oh, anyway. Do not know. We need that chick from the fucking commercial, Joe. She's got to run for president. (laughs) All right? That was her first campaign ad. Was it a white person? Joe's going to be pulling his hair out. (laughs) It's like, I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) I know. Doesn't bother me. It's just, uh, it just makes me worried. Like you know, that's who's going to be fighting wars for us. You know what I mean? It's well, like against. It's like, what are we doing here, bro? The future <laughs> of warfare is fucking technology. It's hacking. it really is. Yeah, it's hacking, and it's who's got the gadgets. Yeah. No, it totally is. And but there, you're always going to need. That's the alarming. You're always going to need infantry. Look at this. Shit. Eventually, it'll just be robots that probably fight for us. You know what I mean? Like they'll have robot soldiers. Oh, well, yeah. You've seen Boston Dynamics. Some yeah. of their some of their you know videos are BS, but some of them are you know the robots really yeah. doing that stuff. Oh, some of them are fake. Yeah. Oh. Well, just think of sex bots, man. I mean, sex bots are really going to take off. That's kind of scary to think about. Yeah. <laughs> no reaction. I was trying to get a reaction, Kirk. You're just like, I don't want to think about think that. Think about right it. Now. A sex bot. You know, when you're done, you just put her in the corner of the room yeah. and close her eyes so she doesn't look at you. Not a bad idea, man. <laughs> yep. It's like one of those porcelain dolls where you, no matter where you are in the don't room. Don't look at me. At <laughs> Stop looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hide anything from it because it's connected to the cloud that houses all of the data from your phone. And it knows where you went and it knows who you talked to. Knows everything. <laughs> It starts blackmailing you. <laughs> well, that's like a thing, too, now. Like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, okay, so I heard this story. That there's like some sort of, uh, what do they call it? Like a chastity device that you can put on a dude's dick. And it's for, some, for whatever reason, some guy's in a relationship. This is in Europe somewhere. I think it was like six months ago, maybe a year ago. And for whatever reason, this guy's in a relationship. And I think he was, uh, he cheated or something. And so him and his lady agree, like, he's going to wear this thing. That way she knows, because she's got the controls, right, on her phone. or so. It's like an app on her phone that, like, unlocks the cock trap. You know what I mean? And so, they, they, so they're doing that for the sake of saving the relationship, whatever, so he can be faithful. And hackers get access to it, and they change the code. And then they, uh, they is it blackmail or is that extortion? But whatever. And then they're like, you give us a, a, this amount of money, which we know you have because we hacked your accounts too. Something like that. Uh, or your your cock stuck. <laughs> Something you put on your cock that he yes. get a, a heart what on. What the hell? I'm telling that shit's real. Jesus Christ. And peop- and if it that's the thing though, if it's connected and it's electronic, it can be hacked. Period. Jesus. Yeah. And the more and the more we automate all this stuff, it's also going to be the case. I, I hate to go back into AI and you know Neuralink and brain computer interface, but it's like man. I'm going to want to have to go, I'm going to have to go a while without like rudimentary fucking like devices like that getting hacked before I'm starting to put, think about putting a computer chip in my head. Yeah. Well, we've seen a lot of different events happen, like, you know, mainstream media coming out and this last one was this virus, right? Coronavirus. I think the next big thing is going to be a, you know, a, a hack or a, It's already happened a couple times. You know what I'm talking about? The, the, the pipeline hack. Cybersecurity, like. You know, big threat where they'll, you know, put more. We already had the Russian backdoor hack uh, with the Microsoft update. Remember, that was one of the things that f- happened first during Biden's candidacy or presidency. Uh, we had the, the pipeline hack. Yeah. And there's another one. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. Oh, the meat one, the meat yeah. farm thing. 
Verizon had a big hack. Yeah, it's um. it's it's happening all the time. If anything, they're just not covering it as much because they don't want to freak people out. Yeah, yeah. But so I always tell people, like I was talking to someone at the the gas station a few days ago, and <laughs> you know th- th- we were talking. I always a see gas station conversation. I see her. Yeah. Well, no, because I see her around town. She's always got a different job. You know, and I'm just I just make it literally I've seen her at three different jobs just like wandering around town. I always make a joke like what what job are you doing now? You know, it's always going to be a different one. <laughs> and she's talking about like what I say like, dude, go into fucking computer coding. If you're doing if you're doing any kind of career right now and you don't want to do like unless you got some really lofty ambitions, like, I don't know, being a doctor or like a concert pianist. I don't know. But like computer coding, that's the future, dude. Quantum. I've read that article. I've read an article about that fucking time crystal Google. that Google did yeah. three times, and I so still don't hard, understand so hard it. To understand I, it. What the fuck does <laughs> yeah, it do? A quantum, quantum crystal. We got it, and they're like, "This is gonna change quantum physics forever." And it's like, well, "What the fuck does it do?" I don't know. I can't can't understand it. It's something about how like the state of the little things that you know. It's like the ones and zeros, but then it's quantum, so it's like there's a third state too. But the state moves in like a circular, almost like an infinity sign pattern. But what makes it um, a time crystal is the fact that it can keep doing that for some indefinite seeming period of time without new energy being introduced into the system. So what does that mean, though? Like computers are just going to get to a point where like they're they don't even need electricity. Like they just initial startup and then it just runs It's like a perpetual motion machine. Yeah. That could be and that would be very powerful. Well, yeah, if you have no resistance, you know, if you're not in the physical world, if you're, I don't know, I don't know, don't know enough about electronics, but, yeah. Yeah. Any new conspiracy theories? Joe, you got anything? You got conspiracy theories? No, nothing that I can think of right now. You know, after the anniversary of 9-11... Obviously, that that always gets brought back up. And I'm hearing a lot more people talk about, you know, thermite in the rubble, Tower 7 or whatever the hell it's called. You know, it's still standing, blah, blah. Mm. Look at the pictures afterward. Is there enough rubble? Like, whatever. Was it a a controlled detonation? Where's the plane at the Pentagon? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, man, it's almost like there was a time that we didn't know. And then now, now all of a sudden, like people kind of just know. I think most people, if you pulled them now, at this, maybe not most, but a lot of people, if you pulled them right now, just in public on the streets, and you ask them, like, "What do you think there is something like weird happening behind the scenes?" They'd say, they'd "Say yeah," but there was no. If you look back, there was no like epiphany moment where it's like, "Oh, all of a sudden, everyone just saw this, and now they they understand." So what? It, which tells you something interesting, I think. It would crash the system if that ever came out. I don't think that's know? the thing. I don't think it would, which says more about the system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could pull back the curtain, people could see it, and it still, it still wouldn't change anything. I don't know. That'd be a big fucking deal if that ever came out. That the United States had some involvement in that. There's already a lot of people that think that that's what happened, and they used it as a false flag so that if we could go into a war in the Middle East, which exactly. was made on well, that's the thing we've yeah. done it before. <laughs> yeah, we've just never done it on homeland. Well, soil, it, you know what I mean. And it's like then you so so <clears throat> look at the next thing. It's like okay, so we call. I remember being I was like ten or eleven maybe, and I'm watching Colin Powell in front of the United Nations, showing people these CGI renders of like this is what the semi trucks and trailers look like that are like taxiing mustard gas all around Baghdad or wherever in Iraq 24-7 so they can't be seen by our surveillance drones but we, we know anyway we've got intel and it came out later that was all bullshit and that came out like like right afterward it's not like that just came out recently so we already kind of have the info are people waking up I don't know but ignorant. But that's the thing. It's like ignorance is bliss too, though. So, yeah, that's the thing. Most people might have a gut feeling that we had some involvement, but they're not willing to admit it to themselves that they'd be betrayed by you know who they feel like that is protecting them. You know, during the Cold War, we trained and supplied Bin Laden with a lot of weapons. 
So, I mean, the fact of the matter is even the commonly held facts, you know, in the mainstream still suggest something that's a little bit off there. Yeah, I know. He was, like, friends with, uh, like, some of the high up. Oh, he was there um, when Hillary and Bill got yeah, married. Yeah. He was at their wedding. Yeah. No, I don't know that. <laughs> there was, was some really relationship Trump was or something, though. Um, it was just kind of a weird one because he initially denied it, too. And then you see the things where, like, they compare the bin Laden that actually takes credit for him. And, like, it doesn't match up. It doesn't look yeah. like it's him. They thought, I remember that. Like, they kept saying, like, he might have three or four body doubles. Yeah, yeah. And the guy had a massive stash of pornography in Pakistan. <laughs> a mass. They said it was, like, thousands of DVDs. Where did he get all these? Like, how long did it take him to collect yeah, all that what porn? what a goofy thing, huh? Was he just so... He was sitting around, he's like, guys... We can't access Pornhub anymore because they'll eventually be able to ping our IP so address. So we get the DVDs. <laughs> We're going to have to go old school here. <laughs> He's sending his guys out for supplies, and you're like, boss, what do you want us to grab first? Like milk, food, gasoline? Like, He's in a get, cave. Grab all the porn first. <laughs> He's in a cave watching porn. Give me all the porn you can get. <laughs> now yeah. Must have porn. Um, <laughs> he had a disease, too, that he would have died uh, prior to him getting killed by the by the seals hmm um i don't know there's some weird stuff but here's what it is he was hiding out pretty good there in pakistan huh wasn't he like yeah i the the way that they actually were able to figure out where he was was actually pretty genius actually they had to track like all kinds of supplies throughout that whole area that city and i can't remember where in pakistan it was but kabul no that's afghanistan yeah, no, they were in Pakistan, right? Sure. Pakistan. I remember at the time, they thought, like, what was the other place that they thought he was hiding? Just, like, in a cave system in the mountains of Afghanistan? And then at some point, someone figured out that, well, maybe he could have gone through it and gotten out the other end into Pakistan. I don't know, man. But Afghanistan, in pictures, it looks like a pretty interesting place. I've been trying to get Joe to go on a vacation there. <laughs> Pakistan. Yeah. It's my favorite number one destination. Well, the Middle East has issues. That and the Gobi Desert. They probably don't have strip clubs over there. No. The women are all fully clothed. You might to yeah, you might to go there and they're wearing like they're even their faces are covered, they're dancing around for you. Yeah, what a what a polar opposite. Woman Women do nothing but only give that, you know, and that's who that's who I feel bad for is the women of Afghanistan because all of a sudden it's like you get this taste of like Western democracy, <laughs> yeah, and safety, it's horrible. and then now it's like fucking female, like they were letting women into like leadership positions and stuff and like just careers that they didn't have access to before. And it's like, how long, how, how much take someone that's like 30 or 40 over there that spent a good time, a, most of their, if not all their adulthood, like practicing for some specific sort of practice. Maybe being a doctor, I don't know. And now all of a sudden, it's, you just can't do that. Well, okay, so they, what, what are they going to do? Leave, go to America? Well, you can't do it there either. You'd have to get a new education here. Good choice, yeah. Yeah. What do you do? It's absurd. Yeah. It is what it is. What else we got? Joe, you got anything else? No. Joe Rogan did ivermectin. Right, and he got better in a couple days or something, three days. Yeah, that and some kind of vitamin drip, he said, on an IV. Yeah. But he's also a really, like, fucking, that guy's dedicated. He's healthy. Like, that's his, his, his purpose in life is being healthy, I would say. Right? So if anyone's going to pull out, it's going to be fucking Joe Rogan. But I don't know, where do you guys stand on the ivermectin deal? Sounds like it does help sometimes. Yeah, it sounds like it's a mixed deal, you know? Like the hydroxychloroquine. I don't know. My sister got it, you know, when she came and visited me and then she left and went to the airport and got stuck there for like, you know, seven or eight hours in the airport. Uh, she ended up contracting COVID-19. Hmm. And uh, when she, she just said she felt like crap and had a fever for a couple of days and just took some Tylenol and, you know, drank tea and took vitamins and herbs and was good after a couple of days. She's 60. 
it just seems like they'd be able to figure this shit out by now. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's weird how, I don't know, this whole vaccine thing, it just seems like just the push is just weird, you know? It's just kind of different than anything I've ever seen since I've been alive, you know? My biggest problem, because I got the vaccine, I'm not worried about it, and I wasn't really worried if I didn't get it either for that matter, but they said, okay, you need probably take your mask off now if you're vaccinated. I said, okay. I'm a sheep, you know, that was a big enough incentive for me that I did it, whatever, and I think I'm okay. We'll see, 10 years could go by and I get some rare type of disease, and that's why, and I never trace it back, who knows. But Sputnik V was a viable vaccine. We now know that it, ha it is to some extent effective. I don't remember, you might look that up, the efficacy rate of Sputnik V, Russia's vaccine. That came out like last summer, like way before any of our corporations came up with their vaccines. Don't you think when the stakes are that high, it doesn't matter who comes up with a vaccine or how, if it, if one's available readily, you're at least gonna research it. And maybe, maybe they did, I didn't hear about it, but it seems like to other countries, you would have been like, these guys got it first. Let's see how they did it. Let's see if it works. Let's test that. And then we'll just put all our effort into that one. But it just seems like for the most part, the, in the media and everywhere, it's just like it just got totally thrown under the carpet. Like nobody, n everyone is treating Sputnik V like it's like some fake vaccine. And here we are all this time later, and we realize that it actually kind of works. It might not be as good as maybe Moderna, I think, if, if you believe all the statistics. But there's something about that that's like, is it pride? Is it money? What's the reason why children can't get vaccinated yet? It's a good question. It's a really good question. It is. A, it's an interesting one. Is there not a lot of information out there on it? Are they? Well, it's, it's. I think it's probably twofold. One thing would be that children have it the the least bad out of anybody with regard to like the, pro the prognosis given COVID nineteen infection. Even with the new variants. Even what? Even with the new variants? I thought the new variants affected kids more. Now. I think it's a trend that's upheld just like the entire time that like, mm -hmm. it, you know, people, young people tend to have the best odds of the best survival rate. So you don't take the risk. Of but I, I think or? there's also a part of it where it's like they just haven't gone about the means of studying it to see if it's safe and effective on children. Which might also have to do with the first thing where it's like, well, why would they even bother as much? Because they're the safest. I, that's one, yeah. one theory I could come up with. Yeah, I don't know. But it is a really good question. I mean, what else? What other conclusions could you draw from that? I don't know. It's a tough one because you think they'd want the kids to have it. I mean, if, they, if it was a conspiracy kind of thing. Right. Like, we're, like we got to uh, figure out a way to get our kids vaccinated. Yeah. 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 But then again, like, well, if, if there is some nefarious thing at play, why are they just like... If, if you're over 16, we're getting you with the computer chips in the arm. You know, like, I, that, that also, like, requires another couple of layers that would be kind of perplexing. Yeah, you'd have to have a reason for it. But. Yeah, I've just uh, read that there has been a lot of deaths from it. And a lot of people are experiencing some kind of weird heart-like uh, valve inflation. In inflammation Dude, i'm sorry i've got a heart thing <clears throat> did you i've got um my doctor says it's pretty much benign but i've got this thing called quadrigemini mm -hmm. that i think i've had it for a while but i've had i had an ekg like 10 years ago and it didn't show up that then but now i have this thing where every fourth heartbeat basically it's triggered from the wrong part of the heart i can't remember exactly the, like the anatomy of the heart but it's like i got three good beats and then one that's off a little bit three you know so it's called quadra like four maybe that was from fucking vaccine i don't know who knows but i just like it to be around you know longer and see a little bit more you know what goes on with it before i want to get jabbed well it's become kind of like an identity thing now you know it's you see you know it's like like i'm on the dating apps right and it's every one of them. It's like, you got a little badge the if badge, you're vaccinated. Yeah. And now I saw one that said, it said uh, pure-blooded, not vaccinated. So it's like a new logo for the anti-vaxxers. Or not, I don't want to call them that because they're not like, they're just anti-this vaccine, you know, and, which is right. fair enough. Right. What does that sound? 
Your dog pounded on the door. Oh, okay. Well, what? no, it's like they're like p- pushing us into groups. Yeah. yeah. They. It's what they keep doing. They. Divide and conquer. It's what they're trying to do. You know, let's hope they don't uh, get their way. There's a lot of people out there fighting for what's right, you know, on the right and the left. We all so. just got to get vaccinated. So it's just one, one group. <laughs> No, I think it should be a choice thing. Didn't it, didn't it get mandated though? That's that's breaking news. Yeah, anybody, any company with more than one hundred employees nationally, right? Mm-hmm. But I bet it gets it's already getting challenged in court and stuff. I don't see it going through. I still so speaking of like the school aspect of it. Okay, and I don't remember, and I don't have kids, so I haven't had an opportunity to relive this part of my, of my life whatsoever. But isn't there a requirement to get certain vaccines to be able to go to public school? Yeah, like polio, yeah, you know, stuff that, you know, measles, mumps, all so that there stuff. Is a all the stuff that all of us got. There, uh, you know, the fact that it maybe isn't thoroughly mm-hmm. vetted enough notwithstanding, there is somewhat of a precedent of, of vaccine mandates. And there were some people that, uh, yeah, they won't let them go to school, uh, public school, if they don't right. get that vaccine. Yeah. But there are some people that anti-vaxxers. You know, and that's and they crazy, just, too. Yeah, those are anti-vaxxers. Those vaccines have been around for a long time, you know what I mean? And so, obviously, they don't, you know, the, they were saying that some kind of uh, preserve, you know, preservant that they preservative. use. Preservative that they use to. Like formaldehyde or something? I don't know. Something that they use to preserve the vaccine was supposedly causing, you know, autism and stuff like that in children. They were, they were there starting. There is so much stuff that's at least correlatively related to autism mm-hmm. with modern society like yeah. yeah food pesticides yeah maybe vaccine stuff um it does make you wonder like if you take a step back and you say like if i had to put my finger on it what infertility rates and stuff are yeah, crazy high. yeah sperm right. count yeah. for 50 years right around 50 years sperm count in the western world has just been plummeted it's like half you got half as much sperm as your granddad did. Why? What are you doing different? What are you What are you doing different than your grandpa did? What diet, exercise? I mean, everyone ate better. Everyone moved well, people more. People out. Maybe they were outside more. Yeah. They were eating more natural less foods. Less chemicals. You know, yeah. Right? yeah. 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 Way less chemicals. It's crazy. Crazy what you, world. What are you gonna do? Not a whole lot you can. Just hold out until they're, they're willing to bribe you with enough money to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, That's what they're going to do next. They're going to start paying people like a thousand bucks. Get vaccinated. We'll pay you a grand. We'll cancel out your student debt if you get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the next thing. Totally. Yeah. Well, I hope you folks have enjoyed the show. We know we have. It's been a great one. Whoa, 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 Glenn got whoa, to talk whoa. an awful lot. I, I did talk a lot. Um, let's do a pet of the week. Oh, we got a pet of the week, folks. And then we're going to skedaddle on out. They got Strange. like a awkward silence. Let's go, I'm going with other animals. Um, other animals. What might that oh, be? Oh, they got rabbits? There's a rabbit. What do you do pigs? with a rabbit? I've always wondered that. You just have it. You just put it in your you lap, I guess, it. and I don't pet think it. A rabbit stroke the little bunny. <laughs> Jim, Dude, you put it in your eat? lap and you stroke it. I always wanted one of those giant rabbits. What do you call those? The with the floppy ears. You know the ones that get like four feet tall. No, they're just giant. A jackrabbit. No, they do. You haven't seen those? I'll pull up a picture. The of floppy right ears. Now. Remember the floppy eared bunnies? Bambi. Pet of the week's Bambi. No, she's not available yet, but that's, she will be next that's week. That's a good animal name. Parsnip. Parsnip. Ooh. Parsnip's going to be the pet Male of the American rabbit. He's an American rabbit. He's American nonetheless. Okay. Parsnip. Very cute five-month-old male rabbit. White fur, gray spots, brown eyes. Mixed breed. Weighs 7.6 pounds. That's uh, a good size rabbit. <laughs> this is, rabbit. Is it an indoor rabbit or an outdoor rabbit? Um, I think it's an indoor rabbit. There you go, 55 Joe. 55 bucks, Joe. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that's what you need a ride. That'd make a hell a of a meal, you know? <laughs> oh, I could put that I thing in the mean. crock pot, huh? We all go in three-way on it? End of the world. Rabbits are one of the better <laughs> animals to have. Reproduce quickly. Not bad oh, eating. Yeah, we'll let Jimmy know. skin it. He knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. And we'll eat it. Don't we'll eat, eat par- that bastard. Don't eat parsnip, folks. Huh? Mudden. Ironic Isn't name. rabbit is? Mudden? Mutton? No, that's... You're thinking... Uh, Mutton, yeah. That's yeah, sheep. Mutton, Mutton is sheep. Uh, Sheep meat. Because sure? most people like lamb. Yeah, uh, mutton is sheep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Fleming, Fleming giant. Fleming. Flemish. Wait, hold on. Rabbits a rabbits a fine meal. Flemish giant <laughs> rabbit. Not not a fine animal. A fine meal. Fine meal. <laughs> rabbit makes a fine meal with some carrots and some onions yeah, and some yeah. celery. Just you know look at I mean? some of these pictures of the Flemish giant bunnies. That's a good sized bunny. Oh, Man, good. I could see one of those on a spit on an open fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just cook, it spin. The, cook it in the ground like a pig. Oh, man. You got the huh? giant bunny for fucking Thanksgiving, man. Jeez, the whole family. Let's do this. Let's My do God, this. Man. Nah, I'd never hurt the little bunny. The longest rabbit is Darius, a Flemish giant rabbit owned by Annette Edwards in the United Kingdom. He's found to be four foot three inches long. Holy smokes. Well, there it is, folks. If you like rabbit, uh, maybe you might want to eat rabbit. But you don't the have to. You can also just planet, pet them. They're forty-nine pounds. Largest rabbit on the planet, forty-nine pounds. You got a rabbit, that fucking dude. Take out dogs. That's not that very. That's not very big. A fifty-pound rabbit. That's pretty darn huge, man. That's buddy. That's, that's like massive. four of your cats. It's like a big dog. <laughs> you know. It's like a half a bear. That's it's a, more than that's a, half a big bear. rabbit. Jim's pictures look bigger than fifty pounds, though. That rabbit might give it's bear a run for his money in a fight. Okay, that's how big that rabbit is. (laughs) He kicked bear. This high school kid for a science project in California back in the like 1950s, he um, he did breeding. I can't remember the term for it, but he bred a a giant cox, roosters, and he wound up with this thing. They named it Psycho. It was a rooster that was literally. Let me tell you its dimensions. (laughs) Black on black. Psycho. Rooster. Psycho rooster. Psycho the rooster. Psycho the rooster. But this thing literally killed dogs. It would pluck their eyes out. Like it was it was fierce, man. That's a bad way to go. It was just a giant fucking insane Hell of a bird. Hell of a hell of a podcast there. Lenny, if you like this podcast. The best thing you can do is share this podcast. Give us a like, whatever it is that's uh, provided to you. But uh, join us next week. Yeah, I'll have to get the details on Psycho the Rooster next week. I can't find it right now. Psycho the Rooster next week, folks. We're going to be talking about that. So something to look forward to.